0: Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the Ztalk Radio Network. At CTalkradio.com, I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And I wanted to point something out that I did on the show notes page last week. Uh, Those of you new to the show, because this is now on iTunes, and I'm going to say that a few times. I hope I don't get too tiresome in doing so, but uh, hopefully I'm getting to more people on iTunes. So far, the few shows that I have up have like a total of, I don't know, 60-something downloads, but... You know, from little acorns grow big things, so we'll see what happens. But I do a show notes page every uh, every week. It usually comes up on uh, Mondays. Sometime on Monday, there'll be a show notes page, which just explains just what I've talked about on the previous uh, Saturday. And at the bottom, if you scroll down, you will see that there's uh, links to the songs that get played in the bumpers. those That's the bit of song that plays as I go, it, go to break and come back from break. We, I, we call those bumpers. I think that's what they're called in actual real radio, but that's what I call them, and so there you go. And so then you can check out what it is, and it's uh, all songs from the 80s, and they're more alternative, although I'd put in some country songs or some who songs and not necessarily alternative stuff, but most of it is... That because that's where my tastes lie. And you can also, I also linked, there's the song that closes out the show. I know I've talked about it before, but uh, I play on that. Not so great, but the other two guys that played the music on there, they're really good. And so I, there's a link to that. You can go, it'll get you right to Z Talk's uh, uh, show archive page, and you can actually download the song. There's no copyright stuff on it. It's a traditional bluegrass kind of thing that we do. And, Whatever, that we did, this band I was in. I haven't played a guitar for well, over a year now, two years. I don't know what it is. it has been a long time. Anyway, but that's beside the point. The reason why I'm bringing it up at all is that I've found uh, on YouTube video of the song that plays uh, at the beginning of the show, which is a song called Ram, and it's by this band named The Yolius. Uh, I think mean, I, you know... The guy in the band, now, he also plays in, in that last song on my show. Uh, he, he's the good guitarist on there. I mean, he plays some really nice stuff. And uh, he's in this band. His name is Dave. And Dave is just an excellent guitarist. So uh, when I first started doing this program, way program? Well, way long time ago, uh, I used a different song as the, as the opening tune. It was a song uh, by the band Wire. It's called Ahead. It's one of the coolest songs ever. And at some point I thought, you know, maybe, maybe Wire might hear that I'm using their song, and they might not like that, and since I don't have express position, uh, permission to use it. So I, I, I asked my friend Dave. I said, Dave, could I maybe use one of the Yolius' songs? They're an in instrumental band. There's just no singing in, their, in that particular band. And he said, "Yeah, I'd be honored. Go ahead. No problem." So uh, the song "Ram" just seemed to work, and now it's—I mean, it—it it felt weird at first because I was so used to listen to the other song. Uh, and but now it just—it seems absolutely right. And so I just thought, I want it. last week when I was doing up the show notes, I was wondering if maybe they had something. So I—I I Google search for. The Oleus, and I did find a video clip, and it doesn't—it didn't say it was the song. It just, you know, the Oleus playing live, and they're playing at a band called the Turf Club, which is in St. Paul, and uh, it's a little—it's a little bar that has uh, live bands playing, and it's not—it's not, you know, it's just, you know, kind of nice. I've been there, I think, a couple of times, and uh, anyway, so found the video, and I open it up, I start to play it, and it turns out it is the song. It's the song that that opens my show RAM so check it out when the show notes go up I mean they're up right now for last week's show and it's the link is on there so that's gonna be permanent now so that link will be there you can go check it out and and just see how rockin that tune is because the guys are pretty good anyway so wanted to uh, do a little something from last week's show Uh, correction now those of you who are new to the show I don't want to give you the idea that I'm constantly correcting myself Uh, because I don't do enough research or something like that. I don't get that idea. But you should get the idea that if I get something wrong, I'm gonna, and I catch it, I'm going to correct it. So that's what I'm, I'm doing here. And it's just a little kind of thing. And it'll lead me into a little follow-up talk about what I uh, talked about on last show. Uh, when I talked about Adam Conover and his show Adam Ruins Everything, and I was specifically talking about his uh, trophy hunting can actually be a good thing. Uh, and th- that is it, that it's pivotal that you that you mark that it says can be a good thing doesn't necessarily say that it is a good thing or it's always a good thing. They do say in that clip that I link to uh, that it's proper management it's proper management of trophy hunting it, it's that's you know where there are areas where it's poorly managed and it doesn't work well and it's not you know not it's not a, it's not a good thing it's not working but let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater you know you have some that aren't working great that doesn't mean that the ones that are working well uh, which I apparently Namibia and South Africa are two countries that have a pretty good handle on what they're doing now uh what I had said last week, I talked about South Africa. I don't think I mentioned that it was South Africa, but it was South Africa that, uh, that used trophy hunting to help save the species of white rhinos uh, in, their, in their country. And I had the numbers wrong, it's just a little numbers thing. I said that it was at about uh, early in the 20th century, there were about uh, 500 left, and not today there's 50,000. I had the numbers wrong. Uh, it was in that early part of the 20th century. In fact, it was. they list 1916 as a date in the video. So 100 years ago, there were 100 white rhinos. So the number was even smaller than I had thought. And today, there are 18,000. 100 years later, 18,000. Well, that's not 50,000, but it's pretty good. So I want to make sure that I get that Clear that the that's the numbers the numbers I got from the uh, Adam Ruins Everything piece, and it seems like now every week once or twice a week, on, at least on Facebook, somebody posts yet another picture of a rich person posing with a dead animal, and this time it was a uh, it was a couple posing with a dead dick dick, uh, if you don't know what dick dicks are, uh, a dick dick is kind of a it's like a deer. It's it's not a very big animal and it's, but it's like a deer or an antelope or something like that. It's in Africa. And uh, yeah. I'd never heard of a dick dick until I don't know, a few years ago, and I thought seriously, their name is Dick Dick? <laughs> At first I thought it was Dig Dig with a G. It's D I K D I K Dick Dick. But uh, anyway, uh, once I discovered what they were, they're they're cute little things. And as I said last week, I don't have the hunting desire. Um, I don't understand the, the the appeal of it. I don't feel that in me, and not. To, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying I don't feel it. Uh, I know people who hunt, and they're not monsters. And I know, you know, and I talked about it last week about the arguments for hunting. You know, uh, population control of you know like deer. In, in the United States in Minnesota, in and Minnesota and Wisconsin. There's a season for that. And the people I know that do hunting, they hunt legally. They get permits, they hunt during the season that the, that they're allowed to hunt, they don't hunt out of season. They, you know, it's legal. And that's what these rich people did when they killed the Dick Dick. They were hunting legally. They paid probably a ton of money to be able to do it. They, they and So whoever is posting these things on Facebook, I've noticed something in, in a couple of them, that the information given with the photograph uh, tells the name of the people, that the, you know, the monsters that are hunting these animals, and then it it, show, it tells you the name of the country. The Dikdik was killed in Namibia, which apparently, as I, is from what I've been learning, is one of those countries that has well-managed trophy hunting. And if they say that uh, they give the name of the Safari Company that, uh, that they work through the facilitator for this the murdering of this animal. Now I don't know how the dictics are as far as they as uh, as far as their status on the endangered list or anything. I don't know anything like that. But it's money f- that's that's paid for for hunting them the those little innocent little things and 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 hunting lions and all that. That money is being used to help protect these an, the endangered animals. So. Yet again, there's somebody sharing that, so I put in there, were they poaching? They weren't poaching, because they, they, it sounds like they were doing everything legal. And then I post the Adam Ruins Everything, and I said, you know, you should be upset. You should be more worried about poaching and loss of habitat than worried about trophy hunting. It's, it's you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff I said in there. And as I said last week, I haven't had anybody respond with as much as an, oh yeah, that's what I said last week. Well, this week somebody responded, and it was kind of funny. And I handled it well because I, I uh, the links that they gave me, I did read them. I went and checked them out, so that to see, you know, if hey, I might be wrong, and so let's find out. So, uh, I put the Adam ruins everything about the trophy hunting, and then there's somebody puts in a comment. Uh, with a uh, the art it was a link to an article about cheetahs uh, being uh, close to extinction, and the I I, li- I, li- I went on the link to the article and I was reading it and it's uh, there are there are groups that you know the like Humane Society of America is one of them and there are other groups that are that are advocates for animals and they are petitioning to have the cheetah put on the you know be be. Uh, Designated as endangered, and when a when a species is designated as endangered, there's a whole bunch of protections that comes along with that. You know, limited hunting p- protections uh, or no hunting. Uh, there's, so there's all these things that are put into place to help uh, save these species. And so he so he puts this cheetah thing, you know, saving the cheetahs thing. And the next two posts that he puts is pictures are are pictures. Of, uh, of, well, one of them is uh, the, the Trump boys. Uh, what are their names? Uday and Kuse? <laughs> That's the joke. But is it like Donald and Eric or something? Like, whatever their names are. Um, the two of them proudly displaying an exotic animal that they killed. There's two pictures. Uh, one has both the brothers, the other one just has one of the brothers, and, and um, uh, the one with just the one brother has, uh, who I assume was the the, uh, the safari guides uh, that went along with them to help them find this animal and kill it. And now the, the link, the first link, was to how cheetahs are getting close to extinction. The next two pictures are of the Trump boys with their kill, and it's a leopard. And I, I point that out. I said, that's a leopard. That's not a cheetah. But then the fellow had a link to another article. Uh, one, out of these are, one of these articles was links to National Geographic, and the other one links to something like, I think it's Nature World News. And they both seem, well, National Geographic certainly is legit. And the, uh, the Nature World News appeared to be pretty legit as well. So, you know. So i didn't refute anything said in those things and they're fairly recent articles both of which came out in december of of 2016 so they're pretty recent and uh, the next article link that he put up was that leopards there's a there's a push because their numbers are getting close to extinction rates uh there there's a petition to put them on the endangered list and i said I said I read through them and I, I said you know if if you know if they if they should be if they're that close to extinction then by all means get them on the endangered list and you know put those protections on them I'm all for it, and the guy did say well I'm glad that we agree on something, <laughs> he said uh, and then he made something even if you are kind of defending the, the the Trumps or or maybe you're not and I said I, and I told him I'm not a fan of the Trumps never was. I just I'm not so I'm not defending. It's just that when the Trumps hunted those that leopard that they killed, uh, it was legal. They weren't poaching. It was legal. So, but there are areas of the world, and see, one of these articles that they that the fellow linked to was talking about the leopards, the danger to the leopards, and uh, some of the information that was being given was uh, that uh, because of the the growth of human population in the, these areas of the world, and they called it the fragmenting or something of the of the habitat, and I, um, they didn't quite go into both explanations, but I think they're kind of interconnected because human beings are expanding uh, to, uh, you know, to for farming areas, to, for more food, and for living areas, the habitat is being cut up and, and, and being reduced. Uh, they also mentioned that poaching is one of the reasons. Uh, the use of ceremonial skins, that's also a danger to these animals. Uh, the loss of prey, so the, the food for leopards is uh, becoming limited, and poorly managed trophy hunting. So, that, so it is in there, and I'm not refuting that. It, it should be well-managed. That doesn't mean, as I said, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater those areas where it's being managed well, that's a good thing. Now, South Africa, uh, in one of these, whichever article it was, they did, I think, yeah, it was the leopard article, obviously, because they did uh, halt trophy hunting of leopards because they could not make uh, be certain of the numbers of leopards in the wild in their country. They The, the number is unknown. So mm, they, they don't know how uh, few or how many You know, they don't know the numbers of them. So the prudent thing to do would be not allow the hunting of them. So they put a stop to it. That's good trophy hunting management. So, um, I mean, you know, I'm I'm willing to entertain evidence that might be pointing to, hey, you know, you're not right in this. I'm willing to do that. And and I was glad that the guy put those up there, so I checked them out. I did think it was curious, though. See, one of the links, I'm not sure which it was, well, it was the one for the leopards. I'll find the links and I'll put them in the show notes so you can check it out when when those go up. Um, The article uh, for the leopard one had a link, and the link was to this part of the sentence that said that, uh, that the leopards are in danger because of poaching and poorly managed trophy hunting gave those two reasons, but then I just listed you one, two, three, four, five, six reasons. That link goes to a more detailed uh, listing for the petition of why they want um, to get these leopards on the endangered species list, uh, and that link gives those six reasons, Uh, growth of human population, the fracturing of the habitat, poaching, ceremonial skins, loss of prey, and uh, poorly managed uh, trophy hunting, Uh, six reasons. But the article only lists poaching and trophy hunting. I thought that was a little curious, a little curious. I don't know if it's, you know, maybe, I think it might've been the National Geographic that wrote that one, maybe they thought they didn't have enough room on the page on the internet so they needed to cut out a few words. Um, I thought that I thought that was a little curious, little curious. Uh, what I think is even less curious, though, right now, is uh, I'm going to take my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Jim Simmons. I'll be back after this break. <sharp inhale> up a good time on your favorite radio station you're listening to Ztalk radio network <laughs> did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Duffel News helps you decide. Can you really believe this stuff? Hey, y'all. This is Tangina. You're gonna give me whiplash looking up there, too. I've cleaned many houses. And I don't know what it is that hovers over Dr. Dim's house. But it was strong enough to punch a hole into this world and take his wallet away from him. And I think what we might be dealing with is the beast. Hold on. Did you just say that Dr. Dim doesn't believe in guys, tiny fortune tellers, or the beast? Well, holy sh. Why the f- didn't somebody tell me? Anyway, Dr. Dim's a skeptic. He'll be right back on ztalkradio.com. I still think this house is clean. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. I was just a little girl. I asked my mother, What will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. No. Okay, welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, uh, is it me? Is it me? Uh, here's See that exchange that I had on the internet? It was brief uh, with the fellow about the cheetahs and the leopards and, and, and that. It was brief. It was civil. Uh, we didn't call each other names. I accepted his information. It seemed legit to me. I, I, and I said, sure. I, look, I'm not against declaring an animal an, an endangered species and, 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 and uh, um, preventing the hunting of those animals. But let's not, let's not call everybody who goes trophy hunting a monster. Let's call poachers monsters. Let's call them that. Let's call the, the guys that... Uh, the, uh, I'm assuming they're mostly men. But let's, let's, let's assume... Uh, let, let's call those that'll poach a, a, a giraffe... Uh, well, not a giraffe. An elephant for its tusks and just leave the rest of the body just laying there and just pull the tusks off of it. Let's, let's, let's call them monsters. Hmm? let's not call people who spend a lot of money, pay for the permits, work with legal organizations to to hunt the animals that they're allowed to hunt. Let's not call them monsters. We might not understand the hunting thing, but come on. All right, so anyway, um, this was a little while ago. Uh, You may not be aware of this, but uh, former governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Actor and now the new host of Celebrity Apprentice, which, by the way, I guess the uh, you know the fellow that's going to be our president, the uh, he's he's going to be the Twitter president. That's you know, and uh, I know some of you are saying, well, the first four letters of that word Twitter will work. Um, that as to what kind of president he's going to be. Uh, he's taken to the Twitter feed to say how. Uh, how he's uh, gratified that Arnold didn't do so well in the ratings, not as well as, as, he, as, as our, our president-elect has done. But anyway, Arnold has uh, gone public with his uh, campaign to to get America, and the rest of the world, if, if we can, but to have America lead the way of getting off of fossil fuels to use other means to get our energy. Cleaner means, clean means, cleaner ways. Get off the fossil fuels. He's, 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 he's making that a personal campaign of his. This is a good thing. This is what's needed. Because, speaking politically... The Republican Party was no one in the Republican Party, or very few in the Republican Party, few people who considered themselves Republicans were ever going to listen to Al Gore. You know, And Al Gore was the, the spokesman for global climate change uh, and that it's human-caused and we need to do something about it. He, I'm not saying that he was wrong in anything that he did. Uh, he just was the wrong guy. You're not going to convince Republicans, most of them, because it's it, it just being uh, Al Gore makes it political. Now, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he's a he's a moderate Republican. So this yes, it still is political, but he's a moderate Republican. There are other moderate Republicans that might be looking at the at the the way the Republican Party has been so pushed to the to the right by the religious right, by the anti-science right, that. It's, it, would be, it would be good to have a Republican, yes, he's moderate, come forward and say, look, we have to do something about this. We have to, America has to lead the way. And Arnold wrote up, a, I guess, a Facebook note. I guess that's something that you can do on Facebook. And he outlined in there, he, he titled it provocatively, I don't give A, and then he bleeped out the letters, you know, the little star, star, star what you think about climate change or what you believe about climate change. Something like that. That was the headline. Now, of course, you think he's either saying the F-bomb or saying, you know, I don't give a shit, you know. And when you read the piece, he just, he, he softens it and he says, he says, I don't give a damn. Now, what he means is the tack he's taking is, look, let's not even talk about, Climate change. Let's not even talk about you know if it's human caused or not. Let's just talk about pollution, air pollution. Uh, he's learned that uh, I guess each year worldwide seven million people die, uh, and those uh, and those deaths are attributed to air pollution. And he says nineteen thousand people die a day because of fossil fuels. And then he, I, I like the. Uh, tack that he takes, an analogy that he makes in his in his note, which is kind of a lengthy note, but it's still his note to the public on Facebook. He says, uh, "Let's you know, suppose you have two rooms. They're both sealed. Inside each room is a running car. One of the rooms has a car that's running, that's fueled by gasoline. The other that's fueled by electricity. It's an electric car, by batteries. Which of those two rooms would you want to be sealed in for an hour? well nobody's going to pick the getting sealed in the room with a with a car running on gas you know the carbon monoxide the poison that comes out of the, you know i mean that's what the the pollution that comes out of it and that's his point you you wouldn't want to do that the, the the electric car is going to be cleaner and you you know let's Let's work with that. Now, I know there's some talk about it. are they cleaner overall because of the coal-burning power, coal power plants and what it takes to make the batteries and all that kind of stuff. But I think, I think really it – I was just listening to the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, and they were talking about it, and they say actually the net – it is to the positive, even taking in all those factors, the, build, the batteries and you know, manufacture the vehicles, manufacture the batteries, the coal power you know, plants. You know Taking all that into account, it still is a net positive as far as pollution. So apparently Adam Ruins Everything may have gotten that one wrong. They're not perfect. But nevertheless, because they they were saying, if you recall last week, I told you that Adam Ruins Everything was talking about how if you're getting your electricity primarily from coal-burning power plants, well, then you're really not doing much to help the environment drive an electric electric car because you're still getting it from a fossil fuel. It's just a little further down the line. Or a step or two removed, however you want to put it. But that's, anyway, that was what Arnold was talking about. He wants to, let's do it this way, let's go this way. Now, I saw this, it was shared on Facebook by someone, I guess I can't call him a Facebook friend. But uh, he was one of my Facebook friends. (laughs) I don't really know the guy. But I should have, he did give me a clue at some point that maybe I shouldn't have, he was not the guy to make this comment to. But um, he shares this note by Schwarzenegger. I read it. uh, When the fellow who shared, I'm going to call the guy Dude. Dude shares it. And his comment in sharing it was just the word THIS, all caps, with an exclamation point. That was it. He wrote THIS. And so I checked it out. I read it. And and I thought, oh, you know, good for you, Schwarzenegger. That's good. All right, good for you. And I'd seen some other things where he was talking about uh, getting off of fossil fuels. So I, I so I had an inkling. Uh, I, I kind of knew that he was in that camp. So when reading that piece, I thought, good for you. And but the one thing, and I already mentioned it, uh, he makes a couple of claims in there. Claims that he does not provide a source he does not cite a source and that is 7 million people die worldwide due to you know attributed to air pollution 19,000 people die a day attributed to fossil fuels uh, pollution from fossil fuels he makes those two claims but he does not cite a source he does not say where he gets it from okay now as i said i should have known dude might not have been the right guy to do this with but um Because he had uh, posted a comment a while back about, uh, uh, he he said, what was it? It was, uh, uh, the American government or system of government was not set up to handle 300 million people. We need a new system. Well, I commented, or we could release the death squads. I thought it was pretty obvious I was making a joke. I should have put a LOL at the end there, but I don't do LOL because I'm an adult, and uh, or I could have done a smiley face or a wink, you know. But I, I, I thought it was fairly obvious I was making a joke. I mean, seriously, you think I want death squads? <laughs> really? And he said, he said, I hope you're joking, and I, and then I, I, I should have said, well, of course I am. That's what I should have said. But I, no, no, I didn't. I went. Well, sure I am. I didn't realize that this guy probably thought John Lovett's, uh, 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 what was it, the, 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 the lying character um, that, w- that he made famous on Saturday Night Live. He did the character, I guess, earlier, but Saturday Night Live he brought the character to that, the, the lying guy. Uh, he must, this dude must think that that character is actually married to, uh, Morgan Fairchild, yeah, right, that's the, t- you know, that thing, that's the ticket, yeah, right, that, yeah, well, sure, I was joking, it's, I, he must have thought that guy was serious, uh, dude, apparently is humorless, so he got on me about, you're not believing that the overpopulation thing, and you're not, you know, it's like, back and forth, and then finally I just said, I said, I was joking, <laughs> and then he copies what I said to him. Well, sure I do. And I, 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 said, you know, the problem with text like this when you're when you're making a joke and you're being a little sarcastic, it's hard to understand. That you know, it can be difficult because of you know, you don't hear the inflection in voices. And if you and I were talking to each other, you would know that I wasn't serious. And he went K, big capital K. That was it. K, and that ended that little conversation. I should have known that dude was not the guy to uh, uh, bring up this point when he shared the Arnold Schwarzenegger piece with the, words, with the big word, this. His comment was this. All right, here we go. <clears throat> this is what I said. I'd like to see sources for the claims of numbers of death due to pollution each year, but otherwise, well said. What do you think I mean? (laughs) I I said, well said, didn't I? So dude does give, he gives some sources. Uh, He gives me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven links. Seven links to sources. Actually, two of them were were all that were necessary. One that uh, ended up linking to the World Health Organization. And, and then he says, uh, how's that for reference? Uh, World Health Organization is a reputable organization with real science and scientists. So, that was Dude who said that to me. I said, I'm not disputing his claims. I'd like to see source citations, and he could have included some in his post. Dude, um, I just supplied them to you, LOL. Again, <laughs> I never used that because I'm an adult. Then I said, "I know you did." And that's excellent. I would like to see those links in Arnold's post. It would help give me more give him more credibility uh, if his readers had the ability to check his facts. I'm stumbling over a little bit of what I said there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's the gist of it. And then I continued. It would take in, it would take any Uh, or greatly diminish a reader's ability to just dismiss the statement by just saying the claims were made up. Arnold could point to the links and say, that's where I got my information, you can check it out for yourself. And might I say, that was a spot-on imitation of Arnold Schwarzenegger, wasn't it? I continue. I should have said right away that I would like to see Arnold cite his sources. Dude, you did say right away. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Well, he dropped the LOL for that point. Move the goalpost much? This is dude still. LOL? You know it is because I don't do the LOL, because well, I've told you why. I get what you're saying, but you're conveniently ignoring the fact that the links were supplied to you, or you could have looked them up yourself, and that your original complaint was that you would like to see sources and references. Now you're moving the goalposts by saying something completely different than your original complaint, by saying it would help give more credibility to his statement if he gave readers the ability to check his facts. That's him quoting what I said. LOL. Typical liberal trolling. Ignore the facts until you hear what you want to hear. Constantly move the goalpost and change your stance. Add more arguments until there's a full-blown attention-whoring masturbatory debate. I've wasted too much time on this shit anyway. LOL. Later. Me. My response. Hmm. I also wrote, well said. Did you think I was referring to your this- or to Arnold's statement. Dude. It doesn't matter. You've shown you are simply looking to debate for no reason other than to debate. Even now, you are simply trying to keep it going by asking more questions, which further feeds your ego and insatiable need to argue. LOL. Grow up. <laughs> LOL. Grow up. Right right there. The juxtaposition. LOL. Grow up. I already unfriended you. Don't make me block you, too. <laughs> okay is it me am I thick was I was it me I, I thought I I thought right from the very beginning I was pretty clear I said I would like to see some sources so he did give me sources but I said otherwise well said I mean I is it me oh well what are you gonna do so I don't even know if he's still on the friend if I've been blocked or not I don't know but uh, I do know that I need to get ready to head to my next break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you that I'll be back after this break. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to... Never mind. I'll be right back. Almost ended the show just now. That would have been... Some Z's. Mm, getting some Z's. Mm, getting some Z's. Mm, getting some Z's. Wake up, wake up, wake, up, wake, up, wake, up, wake, up, wake up. Listen to Z Talk Radio. <laughs> On ZTalkRadio.com. <laughs> Network. Oh Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey man, you think I can get a reading? Ah. Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Dr. Dim Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. First there came radio, and it was good, then it got bad. Then there came satellite radio, and it was okay. Then it got too expensive and kind of sucked. Now there is something new, something better, something free. Stitcher Radio for the iPhone and Blackberry. With Stitcher, you can hear all the shows and podcasts you can imagine, rate them, and build your own station. No downloading, no syncing, no problem. Just pick a station to get started, like American news and politics. Now, look at the shows you have to pick from. Pick one and start listening. Like it? Make a favorite and start your own station. Don't like it? Thumb it down and say bye-bye to shows like it. Or thumb it up to find more like it. Plus, you can search and find your favorite podcasts. We have over a thousand shows to pick from. Stitcher Radio, the natural evolution in audio listening. And it's free. You're listening to Z Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ZTalkRadio.com. Somehow I forgot to put up the volume. <laughs> Sorry about that. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on <laughs> the Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. <sighs> See live to laptop. I don't edit the stuff out. It's it's that's this is how it is. Okay, um, 2016 finally came to an end, and everybody thinks that year sucked. You know, of course there was the depending on what. Part of the electorate you are on. Uh, There was the unpleasantness of of November, or the awesomeness of November. Just like I said, it just depends on which side of the aisle you find yourself. Uh, I I worry about where science is going to (laughs) go, how how that's going to how things are going to happen for America. Uh, But we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see. Okay, we'll see. And of course. Every celebrity died. Every one of them. Uh, except for Kanye and, and the Kardashians. Which, by the way, and this is part of my... I'm going to talk about celebrity, dying celebrities, and that kind of thing. Uh, but but uh, if it were 100 years ago, someone like the uh, Kim Kardashian could not become a celebrity. Not at least the way she... She is. Uh, we, the reason she's a celebrity today is because of the internet and because of a homemade porno film that uh, video that she made that got out there. It's the only reason. Now she's really used it, and her family have used that to the most of the, the of their ability to use it to break in, to create an empire. But had it not been for that that video. I think the only Kardashian we would know would be the guy, her dad, who was one of O.J. Simpson's lawyers. You know, the guy that hid the knife, the bloody knife and the bloody clothes. Allegedly. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but let's that's, that's not sidetrack. Uh, I was listening to the Stuck in the 80s podcast just recently, and Steve Spears, the host of that, he did a little research on it, and he said actually 2016 wasn't the worst year as far as numbers of celebrities that died Uh, the I think he said 2006 there was more I think it was 2006 and I've read other stuff where they've looked at it and said really it doesn't it's it's not you know by numbers it's not an exceedingly uh, uh, egregious number that died it's kind of average or maybe a little over average but but I know what you're saying it's the quality there's some of the heavy hitters are going and that's, well, there's, there's a reason why we would expect there to be an uptick in celebrity deaths each year, because there's a heck of a lot more celebrities now than there were 100 years ago. At the turn of the 20th century, what ways were there to become a celebrity? How could you become a celebrity? What, what ways would you become a, a household name in America at the turn of the century? Well, you had newspapers. That was the main way. I mean, but and you could be in theater, or you could be you could be an author, a public speaker, and but you would need newspapers to get your image, to get you out there to the public. Uh, you could be in, you could be covered in books and that kind of thing. Magazines, they're, they're there. The, the dime store novel type things, or whatever they called them in the days. Uh, you know, if you watch the movie Unforgiven, that takes place at the end of the 19th century. And uh, there's a guy that writes these books about the, the gunfighters. And, uh, you know, so those kinds of books, little histories there, which might not be very accurate, but that's how you would get to know people. That's how celebrity would happen. Well, you didn't have... That many outlets for celebrity, but then along came radio, and then film, you know, movies came along, and when the and when the and when the advent of the close-up in film happened, that's when stars began to be created. When the close-up came in, I remember somebody, uh, some film critic, some film historian, making that point. When the movies discovered the close-up. When they just you know, first they had to discover the the uh, the the, the film narrative how to tell a story through film. And when they figured that out and then they started going close-ups on actors and actresses you know just to see those faces huge face in a the, the theater you know and then that's when the stars started to be born. So you had more celebrities now now it's just not newspapers and magazines, it's newspapers and magazines and radio and film and then television came along. And then cable You came along, expanding and how much television there was. And so it's, you know, opening the pool. It's like you know when you add more teams to a, to a, a professional sports league, you add more players to the league. Of course, it might water down the level of talent, and that might be able to be said. There were records for for musicians, you know, to become famous. Uh, that that started to happen, uh, and then. And then, you know, with well, like, that would have happened long before cable, of course. But uh, cable then, internet, and now it's, you know, it's just anybody can be famous. I could if people would find me on this podcast. I wouldn't be world famous. I'm not going to be anything like that. But, you know, more than ten, two people will be listening to me each week, maybe. So, so the the pool of celebrities is growing. And then our population. That's the other thing. You've got... The baby boom took place, and the heroes of those people born in the baby boom, those heroes were born a little bit before the boom. Uh, they're now getting, those heroes, those, the rock stars and the movie stars and stuff that from our youth, they're starting to get into that age group because we're starting to get up there, and of course, people are going to start dying. And you're going to start losing people like David Bowie and and uh, and you know Carrie Fisher and uh, you know, you're going to start losing people like that. Although Carrie Fisher was still kind of young. Gene Wilder. I mean, of all the deaths of the of this past year, celebrity deaths, Gene Wilder was the one that kind of pushed me the most. I mean, it was it was kind of bummed about Bowie, but I can't say I was the biggest Bowie fan in the world. I like some of his albums, don't like everything, like some of his stuff. Uh, I can't say I was the biggest Gene Wilder fan either. I don't like all of his movies, but geez, Willy Wonka and, and Young Frankenstein? I mean, come on. So we're... it's It wasn't that especially nasty. It's just... It was just the quality of some of the stars that died. Some of the celebrities that died. But um, we better be expecting this, because it's going to start happening. We're going to start having those people that were our big heroes in the 50s and and 60s and 70s, uh, you know, we're, they're going to start dropping because that's what's going to happen. And I, do I have time for this? My uh, my older brother and I were talking about this, this generation thing and we, we, he and I agreed. We're, we're both bothered by this whole idea of the baby boom generation being from 1946 to 1964. That's 18 years, if I do my math correctly. So that means that somebody, that a woman could be born in January 1946 and turn 18 in 1964, get pregnant on her birthday in 1964, have, have, give birth to a baby, by the you know by the end of by what what would it be October November of that year, and that woman and her baby would be part of the same generation that doesn't that I, I don't how it, how can you be in the same generation as your parents that's just but that's how you know there are millions of people that are in that situation they're in the same generation as their parents so my older brother sent me a um something that he had spotted on the internet's I don't know if this organization has it's, uh, it's socialmarketing.org, and it had this list of uh, generations, and they wanted to kind of change the generations, and but they still have a couple of them in there that are that are just too many. It's still too many years, uh, but they took the baby boom, and they changed it. They cut it in, in almost in half. They had it 1946 to 1954. And they call that either Boomers One or the Baby Boom or Baby Boomers, and then Boomers Two or Generation Jones. I'm not sure why Generation Jones, and that goes from 1955 to 1965. So it expands it at 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 that back end. So that kind of makes more sense. But then you still have uh, the the post-war cohort, that generation, that that lasted 17 years, 1928 to 1945. The post-war meaning post World War One. Or Born post World War One, but uh, anyway, it's better. This is the the generation the they come of age in the years 20 uh, 1940 to 1945. They come of age in there in this 1922 to 19 oh, that's the World War Two generation. (laughs) Jeez. Well, the two generation is considered to be born from 1922 to 1927, come of age in 1940 1945. That's that generation. That's just five years. But the next one is post-war cohort. They're born 1928 to 1945. They come of age 1946 to 1963. That's 17 years. Again, a parent can be in the same generation as a child. That's a, something goofy about that. And after the baby boom, there's generation X, then it's generation Y. And that's another 17 year thing so I don't know it still seems wrong to me but suffice it to say our older celebrities are getting even older and we better get used to it because they're going to be dropping and it's, it's gonna happen so yeah and and if they're like the rock star types uh, they, they they may not have lived the most uh, um, the most healthy lifestyles although Keith Richards Will live longer than any of us. It's it, you know if there's a nuclear war, it's Keith Richards and the cockroaches that are going to survive. Except the cockroaches wouldn't survive because the MythBusters did show that that's a myth that the cockroaches want to live out of radiation stuff. So it'll just be Keith Richards. He'll just be hanging around. Uh, let's see. So and and then 2016. 2016 wasn't all bad. There was a uh, there was a list that's been going around the internet that was put together by somebody named Matt Strange. I have no idea who Matt Strange is, and he put this. It was a kind of a long list uh, of of things that were good that happened last year. Uh, although a couple of them might have been in 2015, not 2016. And I was starting to go through it and see if I could uh, if I could uh, uh, confirm all the points that the guy gave, and I and then I found I didn't have to because the Toronto Star did it for me. So I'm going to run through this list of, of the things that the Toronto Star confirmed on Matt Strange's list of uh, the things that were good in uh, 2016. Uh, there's an Ebola vaccine now. That's good. Child mortality rate is uh, it's down across the globe. Uh, volunteers in India planted 50 million trees in 24 hours. It could be a world record. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but this was back in uh, this happened back in July of 2016. The ozone layer is repairing itself, or it's uh, beginning to repair itself. The Rabbinical Assembly issued a resolution affirming the rights of trans and non-conforming individuals. That's true. Mind-controlled robot arms show promise, and I think that's uh, there's an affiliation there with the uh, University of Minnesota. Minnesota, woo. Um, wild tigers numbers are up for the first time in 100 years uh, giant pandas no longer endangered but they're still vulnerable a solar-powered plane made a trip around the world this is true but it wasn't non-stop it took they had to stop it you know, number number of times but went around the world powered on solar energy uh, global malaria down by 60 percent measles eradicated in the americas uh, huge global push for I- in renewable energy. Norway committed zero deforestation. Defore- it also banned deforestation within their country, of course. They can't ban it in other countries. Uh, every major grocer and food fast food chain in the U.S. pledged to use cage-free eggs only by 2025. I guess that's good. Uh, manatees no longer endangered well the species as a whole of manatees was never considered endangered the west indian manatee of that it's a subspecies that is found in florida why it's called West Indian, I don't know. Uh, it's no longer endangered, so that's that's a good thing. Wild salmon spawning in the Connecticut River for the first time since the American Revolution. Colombian white-tailed deer no longer endangered. So uh, there were a few other items on here that the Toronto Star said that uh, no, that's not quite true. That's not quite that didn't quite happen. But uh, also. I found that there's a couple of things that uh, NASA, some cool things that happened with NASA. The Juno, space, Juno, Juno spacecraft reached Jupiter to study its atmosphere. The James Webb Space Telescope uh, it's completed, uh, but it's, it's going to be launched, it should be ready for launch in 2018. So that's, that's pretty exciting, it's going to be cool, it's going to be really cool. Uh, water vapor eruptions on Jupiter's moon Europa were uh, observed. And in, in science in general, the, the biggest news, the greatest, coolest news of the year was uh, the detection of gravitational waves. And I guess that's pretty significant for uh, physics and uh, understanding our universe and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's way cool. So 2016 wasn't all that bad. Good night, our Dr. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, I've come to the end of another Dimland Radio. Uh, thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to this on iTunes. Be skeptical. Uh, uh, extraordinary evidence. Uh, no, extraordinary claims are here. <laughs> extraordinary evidence. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. This has been a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? My life, you're clever, Jimmy. it'd certainly taken me in. Well, well I'm well, going, going, to going to hell. hell.